HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. First ever Heritage Radio Holiday Riot Volume One Special Edition of Arts and Seizures. All right, wow, we got a full house here tonight. No kidding. Sitting in for uh, Judy McGuire, who is still on assignment tonight, is once again the lovely Jesse Kiefer from Heritage Radio's The Morning After. Hey, Jesse, what's up? Nice it's, to see you. It's great to be here. I will do my best to uh, to channel Judy's coolness. <laughs> um, well, glad to see you here again. Um, but we have a full house tonight. We have it's crazy. We have clergymen, musicians, punk rockers, reprobates, miscreants, bounders, and roustabouts. Um, on the piano tonight, we're very lucky to have Professor Mickey Finn, the world's greatest piano player, going to be providing some uh, soundtrack for us tonight. Oh, man. <laughs> this is going to be some kind of crazy holiday, and hopefully uh, to keep some sort of sanity is my good friend Rabbi Dan Bronstein. Hey, Dan. Shalom Aleichem. <laughs> good to see you, man. Uh, we got Brian Hurt from Big Daddy Long Legs going to provide some music for us. Spiro Panapopoulos, did I say that right? Spiro and Paul Girard and Adam Velez from the forthcoming Heritage Show, Eating Disorder. Spiro also here channeling Judy's McGuire because you live with uh, my usual co-host. Yes, I do. And God bless you for that. You're, you're a saint, my friend. From Schmaltz Brewing, we have Zach Davis, who's going to bring in some uh, Hebrew, some nice Jewish beer to taste. Also from Heritage Radio, we have the lovely Erica Wise, the John Stewart of Food, and host of Let's Get Real. Hey, Erica. Good yuntif. Good yuntif, and it's your birthday, so happy oh, birthday. It is, yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Holy cow. And in the booth, I think we have the double mitzvah of Joe Galarraga, King of Engineers, and Jack Inslee, producer of the stars. Wow, Joe's King of Engineers? That's solid. Yeah, yeah he, got, he got bumped up. That's great. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> um, but we miss you in the booth, Jack, on Sundays. Anyway, welcome. So we got this great double mitzvah, like I say, not only of Joe and Jack, but of Hanukkah and Thanksgiving happening. Thing together, I refuse to call it the whole Thanksgiving. I'm with you all the way. Yeah, I mean that's bullshit, right? Yeah, it's the Manischewitz yeah. marketing scheme. It's not even easy to say. It's dumb as molasses, right? And the Minerki, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, the Minerki. Explain, explain to the goy out there what the hell that means, Rabbi Dan. Well, I think what it is is a it's a menorah, the thing that you light the Hanukkah candles in, in the shape of a turkey. Uh, because, uh, and I'm not making this up. And there's the NBC symbol? Uh, it, yeah, sort of with, with candles, and but much cheesier. Um, and uh, this is a, a once in a many thousands of years event, the coincidence of Thanksgiving and Hanukkah. Yeah. So, so, so this doesn't count as cultural appropriation, as in the Miley Cyrus variety. Well, where, I, uh, <laughs> God, God, God forbid. Um, that's a that's a horrific image uh, to even put her in the same uh, so, category as, as Hanukkah. That's just <laughs> that that makes me uh, swell up. Um, no, it's actually there are two really great holidays in my opinion. 
Um, Hanukkah is all fun. Thanksgiving is uh, all the best. That's American. And um, so hopefully this, there's a way of doing this that takes the, bu- the best of both traditions. So who are, who are my Jews here? How many Jews do we actually have here? Shalom. Shalom. I'm here. I've, I, two. I, I can prove three. it, but I'm keeping my pants on. I think I see on. three. <laughs> oh, three. So, so for the goy, you're, 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 you're Greek, which is almost Jewish. I don't know, Spiro, you look more Semitic than just about any oh, Definitely yeah. ethnic. <laughs> so, so uh, Dan, why don't you tell us, tell, tell the goys actually um, why, what, what Hanukkah is, because I don't think people get it. They think it's, you know, and of sure. course, traditionally it happens at the same time as Christmas, more or less, and I think the two things get conflated, unfortunately. Right, so Hanukkah actually predates Christmas, goes way back earlier, <laughs> even before Jesus was uh, was born. Um, Hanukkah that we celebrate today actually comes out of two different holidays. So now when we talk about Hanukkah, we talk about uh, a military victory against uh, the Seleucids. Uh, they were part of uh, Alexander's former empire, and uh, they were trying to impose a culture on the ancient land of Israel. So there's the military victory aspect of it. But uh, many hundreds of years later, uh, the rabbis, the Talmudic rabbis, came up with the story of the Hanukkah miracle, uh, which is uh, after the Greek Syrians were kicked out, after the Seleucids were kicked out of the temple, uh, they were cleaning the temple and they needed to light the, uh, the menorah and there was only enough oil for one night. Um, what's that? Uh, no, no turkeys. I don't know if there were turkeys uh, in that part of the world. Actually, it's a good question. But um, um, well, Schmaltz, and Schmaltz is a little bit later. I love Schmaltz, but it's a little bit. Anyways, um, there was only enough uh, oil for one day, and um, there was a great miracle. Uh, God provided uh, in that one little flask. The oil ended up lasting until eight days. That one little flask. So, I wish I, right. I wish that worked with my bourbon. I, I for a lot of different things, it would be nice. <laughs> And echoes of the uh, what is it the uh, the fish and bread story right? Um, what's that? Loaves and fishes, right? So it's a similar type of motif. But uh, these two stories about military victory and freedom of religion uh, that gets added to this other story of the miracle. All right, and of course uh, later on it became a sort of gift giving thing. I think that has a lot to do. Right, with, right, with, with, with Christmas. And of course, um, traditionally uh, we cook things in oil on Hanukkah. That's right. Which is great. So it's also the fried food fest, which I right. believe is... So it might as well be American. Latkes, the potato pancakes. Well, I'll tell you what. There are a lot of them. And uh, Erica, you are the master latke maker here. I'll tell you oh, what. Oh, I wouldn't say that. You know, but, well, yeah. let's... You know, I think the, the potato to onion ratio is very, very important. Uh, people oh, who use yeah. too few onions, I don't respect them. And by the way, for anybody who wants to make latkes, they're pretty easy and there are a lot of recipes on the internet. But if it says use breadcrumbs or flour and not no. matzo meal, fuck that noise, okay? Out. 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 Yeah. Out. Out. We couldn't afford matzo meal or breadcrumbs <laughs> back in the shtetl. We had to use what we had. You know? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Breadcrumbs. So, so, so what's, what's the secret to a, good, to a good latka? Okay, here's what I'm going to tell you. This is what my mother, who's from Russia, the whole deal, you know, got out of Europe, the whole thing. You grate your potatoes by hand. It has to be by hand because oh. you, you're you a Jew. You have to suffer. Oh. Right? It's part of the whole, like, cultural thing. You have to suffer. You have to grate by hand onions, potatoes, grate them by hand till your knuckles bleed. When you grate the potatoes, you grate them into like a dish towel or a cheesecloth, and then you squeeze all the liquid out, right? Everybody knows that. That's a basic step. But then you keep that liquid. Keep that potato starch. And you let the potato starch precipitate to the bottom. You pour off the liquid, you scoop out the starch, you mix it back in. That's the secret to the crispy latke. And you have to use a shit ton of oil, and you have to make them really thin. I agree. I, I tend to make them smaller, silver dollar size. Make yeah. a lot of them rather than the big pancake yeah. size. Yeah, it's the Eastern European model of the thin, crispy latke versus the Germanic model of the thicker, doughier. That's latka. right. Well, I'm the Eastern European yeah. model. Of me the too. Jew. I am the Eastern me European too. model. Yeah. I mean, look at us. You know, we're, we're, we're all. In the it's same too bad it's radio because we right. look like. You <laughs> right. Know, you're the, you're Dude, the family. Like lost, long lost triplets. It looks, yeah. it looks, right. like, it looks, like, it looks like the L train. <laughs> it's like now. Three it's, short, chubby glasses wearing Jews sitting right, around. In, in the in the Shulchan Aruch, the uh, the medieval code of Jewish law, it actually says you have to use a shitload of oil. Shitload of oil. So <laughs> it, it says that in the 16th right. century. Right, and it should be goose fat. Really. Is that the same book that advises on Purim? You get so drunk. 
that you don't remember your name? That's a little bit earlier. It's one of those you don't know the difference between good and evil, basically, and that's pretty drunk. Yeah, that's drunk. But that it, is, it should though. be goose fat, okay, right. goose not fat. olive oil. And so of course, it needs the blood of a Jew in there. We've got some heritage geese lined up that we're going to slaughter <laughs> later. We're going to start rendering out the fat. Before we get to that, though, we have um, our sponsor tonight from the Schmaltz, uh, from Schmaltz Brewing is Zach Davis. Hey, Zach, why don't you come in and bring some beer? We're going to taste some beer while we talk a little bit more about Hanukkah. Mm. Um, Zach out there? This is Jack behind the boards. I just want to say the beer is great. All right. That's all. Come on, come on, Zach. So, you know, I was trying to get to the bottom. You know, on Hanukkah, we give out those chocolate coins, the gelt. And I was trying to get to the bottom of this. And all I could figure out is that first it starts because Jews love money. But chocolate coins are cheaper than actual money. And that's why we give it out. Um, you've just asked a very uh, – that's really interesting. When does it actually go from gelt to these chocolate coins? I don't know the answer. It's, it's, an Amer- it's an American thing. Although, I'm sure it's an American yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, of course it is. The usual stereotypes. But doesn't I'm everyone sure. love money? So, Zach, grab a microphone. Tell us what you're uh, bringing us today, because certainly a big part of the holidays is drinking and drunk relatives, and pretty soon we're going to talk about how to deal with them. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, so, I brought some delicious beverages for you guys tonight. All right. Including, but not limited to, the one and only extreme Hanukkah beer in the country, Jubilation, which is actually this year brewed with 17 malts, 17 hops, and 17% alcohol content. So if that doesn't light your candles and get you spinning, I don't know it will. Why not 18? Because 18 is good luck. So... Thank you for that. So it's, it's, it's like so, every year, every year. So every year we brew this with the number of malts, number of hops, and percentage of alcohol that we are years old. So we started this for our eighth year miraculous jubilation. Uh, it was a miracle that after eight years there was an extreme Jewish brewery that existed, and uh, now seventeen years later. <laughs> well, let's have a, let's have a taste of that. Let's so indeed. We'll just start with the uh, start with the heavy stuff. Pass it around like a bunch of beatniks. You got it. I would suggest drinking straight out of the bottle. So so um. Dan, do you recommend getting eight gifts for uh, every night of Hanukkah? You know, it's it totally, uh, now that I've got a little son, I like giving him a little thing each night, but it totally depends on the family. You know, the way when I grew up, I mean, the first night was like, woo, air hockey table. Right, you know? right, right. But by the eighth night, it was like, oh, here's a cork. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> you, know? right. you know, it precipitated pretty fucking quickly from slot cars to like, you know... Um, maybe a gift certificate for the movies to a pair of socks, and then like here's a piece of lint. We o- we almost never did presents in my home growing up, so uh, I just do for fun. All right, well I'm gonna taste this beer here. I feel jubilated. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, that's delicious. Thank here, make for us make a fin taste this here, beer guy. Taste that. Let's know what you think. So we've got another one coming around too, which is our homage to Lenny Bruce. Oh. I thought Lenny. you guys might be into that. <laughs> <laughs> this crowd, are you kidding? These beatniks? angry. Yeah, so this is actually a, a new collaboration that we released. Uh, we have a beer called Bittersweet Lenny's R.I.P.A., which is brewed with an obscene amount of malts and hops. A rye-based double IPA, weighs in at 10% alcohol content. And this guy right here we brewed with uh, some Belgian yeast. So pretty unique, over the top. Like I said, we're not like those other Jewish breweries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what other Jewish breweries? All of them. Well, there's nothing in beer that would make it not kosher. That's delicious. Is, it, is there? I mean, there's nothing really in beer that makes it trafe. Well, you, you need to have somebody on. watch over it, do the yeah, hexer, make right. sure that there's no mischief going on. And we do. No BLTs over the bottling line. All right. <laughs> that's that's progress. <laughs> and, of course, uh, we should have brought some jelly donuts, my other favorite Hanukkah food. No, we encourage Right. That's a Middle Eastern thing. <laughs> Everything's fried in oil. Well, that's absolutely fantastic. So we're uh, here with Zach from Schmaltz Brewing, drinking some Hebrew beer. Tell you what, let's take a quick break to remind everybody that you're listening to the Heritage Radio Network, which is member-supported, and we're going to come back and start talking about the American holiday Thanksgiving. Like what you hear so far? Support the network and become a member. Membership helps us bring you the best food radio in the world and gives you access to thousands of dollars in discounts at the sustainably-minded businesses that support us. To become a member, visit heritageradionetwork.org today. (laughs) 
All right, we're back in a special edition of Arts and Seizures here. I am your main Jew for the evening. Sorry, Rabbi. Okay. <laughs> um, but we're going to move quickly from uh, the sacred to the secular. Can you dig it? Absolutely. And go right to Thanksgiving. Everybody here dig Thanksgiving. It's the holiday. You don't have to give presents. You don't have to go to church. Yay. You get to eat. You drink beer out of cans, drink some wine, get fucked up with the family, and watch football. <laughs> you definitely have to deal with your family, but I mean, the, the, the thing is, growing up as a Greek, we, we never really kind of got Thanksgiving. It was always like, okay, so a bunch of white people killed a bunch of Indians, and oh, shit, we're very thankful. <laughs> uh, and, and my mom never really did much about it, but, um, you know, she, she would make it be something for us because we didn't want to feel like freaks coming from a different country, you know? Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I never quite understood it. I, I was like, was there a time where the Indians went, yes... I'm glad you asked because I think we can explain this. Jack, you have that clip from my all-time favorite Thanksgiving movie, The Adams Family Values. <laughs> Is that your all? That's really the all-time favorite, yeah? Well, the last waltz, perhaps, but we'll get to that a little. We later. didn't want to feel like freaks. Yeah, let's go, let's cue it up here, right? So, um, so we have, so, I, mean, uh, I never quite understood it. Uh, I was like, we cannot break bread with you. You have taken the land which is rightfully ours. <laughs> Years from now, my people will be forced to live in mobile homes on reservations. Your people will wear cardigans and drink highballs. We will sell our bracelets by the roadsides. You will play golf and enjoy hot hors d'oeuvres. My people will have pain and degradation. Your people will have stick shifts. The gods of my tribe have spoken. They have said, do not trust the pilgrims, especially Sarah Miller. Gary, she's changing the words. And for all these reasons, I've decided to scalp you. <laughs> and, and, and thus uh, Wednesday and Pugsley burn down, burn down the village. So Jesse, you're out, you're going out to um, near Plymouth for Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, to uh, to Chatham, Massachusetts. And uh, it's going to be pleasant. No horror stories. No drunk relatives. No Republicans. Uh, not no. If I go to Phoenix, though, there might be some of the horror stories. I was just uh, when you're talking about the lock is. Uh, I remember going to a, a Thanksgiving uh, at a friend's house, and her mother opened up a box of potatoes to make. Can, can you actually make latkes out of uh, out of box potatoes? No, there's no way. No, that's, that's a shanda. Shanda. It a was a hard potato. I mean, it's, it's it, is it actually? Uh, potato? You can cut it into lines. And- <laughs> <laughs> that's a Thanksgiving party. So, uh, Spiro, I mean, I understand you got some pretty crazy things going on in your Greek household. Well, I mean, but I've heard sto- I've heard stories from uh, Judy. Yeah, I'm here with my boys, uh, Paul Chef Gerard. He, he works over at the Exchange Alley, and our friend Adam mm-hmm. Bellis. We're going to be doing a show uh, here on <laughs> Heritage Net, on Heritage Radio. <laughs> Steam was plugged in, in January, but you know some of the things about about Thanksgiving that always got me were just a family dysfunction. And one of the, my favorite stories is when Judy's family met mine, and Judy's family is Irish, and my family is Greek. And what happened was, I, I, I pre-warned her, and I said, "Listen." One of the things my dad, rest his soul, has an issue with is every time I've introduced him to a girlfriend, the parents, or, or the parents thereof, they always got this thing that's like feta cheese and olives. They're always like, oh, I love feta cheese and olives. And, and, and he has this thing about like, well, you know, we, 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 we created democracy, we created philosophy, and, and, and the best <laughs> you could talk to me about is feta cheese and olives. And, and Judy's parents are educated people. They said, she said, you know, they're not going to do that. I, I'm sure they won't. So we all went to dinner together. Right, and we're eating, and it's great. And no one can speak to each other because there's a language barrier. My parents don't really speak English. We're translating; it's fun. Everybody's trying to be good, and you know. And and Judy's stepmom goes, you know, where are you guys from? And, and we're from Kalamata. So, oh well, there it is. You know, we're from Kalamata. And she goes, oh my God, I love the olives. And my dad leans over and goes, she said olives, right? I, I, I go, yeah, Dad. He goes, well, what are they Irish? And, and I go, yeah. He goes. In Greek, he goes, tell them I like to get blind stinking drunk. (laughs) 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 Paul, what are you doing for Thanksgiving this year? You got family? Yeah, I'm going to go suffer through my family. Well, Well, I'm not Jewish, but we like to suffer. (laughs) Well, uh, you guys are the Brooklyn posse here, born and bred, right? Born and bred in Brooklyn, seven generations. So it's going to be calm? It's going to be a calm scene? Yeah, I mean, everybody's in AA. It's a totally different scene, you know. It's just not the same as it used to be. I remember one year, my uh, my brother had a, I think this was like one of the 
when, when quaaludes still kind of existed before they went away. He had a friend of his had sent him some in the mail, and they all came out powdered. So I think I was about like 12 or 13, and he said for Thanksgiving he was going to teach me how to make what he called the Karen Ann Quinlan cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he took a big glass of vodka and mixed a couple of tablespoons of that in there and then decided to teach me how to shave. <laughs> that, that was not a very good, not a very good uh, Thanksgiving. Brian, I tell her blues man, you grew up in what, St. Louis, right? Yes, sir. And what's going on down there? I just, you know, because I'm a New York elitist Jew, you know, Ivy League dropout, I figure you guys in St. Louis just eating off like TV trays. No, you, 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 you be, you be, it's quite the opposite, actually. And actually, I, I'm, I'm glad to say I already got my Thanksgiving out of the way because my folks did make the rare pilgrimage from St. Louis to New York about a week ago. And uh, my mom came and she made fried chicken in my little Brooklyn apartment. So uh, right on. I'm good to go. <laughs> That's good. Got it out of the way. No one else got any horror stories, drunk relatives, angry moms, Republicans, intolerant cousins. Because, man, I'll tell you, my family Thanksgivings were not exactly a... Uh, not exactly a Peanuts Thanksgiving. Um, boy, my mom, who has a very bad relationship with food, she will reach over to my plate and take the skin off the turkey. You don't need that, Michael. <laughs> you don't need that. And uh, I remember one year, I, I avoid fa- uh, Thanksgiving with my family like, like the plague. I, I really do. One year, my first year when I moved to New York, I had Thanksgiving at Beefsteak Charlie. Oh, love <laughs> it. oh. oh yeah. Well, yeah, the en- endless sangria. You know, in the salad bar. One of, one of the things my mother, I mean, there's a lot of Jews in this room, so I'm not sure you relate, but the, my mother used to wrap <laughs> her turkey in bacon. Up and it was the best motherfucking turkey. It was so amazing. Um, it would be wrapped in bacon and stuffed with, she would, she would start with the stovetop, okay, but she would add all her own shit and there'd be chestnuts in there and sausage in there and all this kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, now, 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 no olives and feta. The, the, the Bignoli nuts, no olives and feta, though. That was before the whole bacon rage. That was, the memo yeah, went out, yeah. the bacon is delicious. Delicious, I know. It's the traditional <laughs> preparation. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. you're, so, Eric, are you going to make a turkey this year? Well, I'm sort of co-cooking with a brother-in-law. I did it in my apartment for many, many years, but now the brother-in-law bought the big, like, Real Housewives McMansion. Yeah. So I have to go out there and suffer through that, but... um. Yeah, we're going to, like, you know, do it together. So he gets the turkey, he does some of the sides, I do the dessert, I do the better sides, you know, that kind of thing. And then there's always tension because, you know, I'm trying to outdo him and his wife feels all threatened. And, you know, <laughs> it's really fun, stuff like that. One year when I was in college, I got really, really bad food poisoning on Thanksgiving from something I had eaten the night before. And that was fun. That's, like, one of my best Thanksgiving memories of, like, puking all day while everybody was downstairs eating. Really fun. Sorry, that's kind of a downer story. But you asked, you know, crazy story. Oi, it happens. Yeah, it happens. I I had a Thanksgiving one year where uh, it wasn't until about seven bottles of wine and uh, quite a few hours, maybe it was about eight o'clock at night, we realized that the oven hadn't been working. So we had to uh, run the turkey across the street to the neighbor's house, uh, who had had Thanksgiving at the ungodly hour of 2 p.m., which I've never understood, and uh, cooked the turkey, brought it back by about 11 o'clock. My father's colleague had already passed out into uh, her plate at the table that had no food on it. Uh, That was one of my most memorable Thanksgivings, for sure. Yeah, it's nothing like a good drunk family member to really really light up the party. Or the odd friend who uh, doesn't really know anybody and then just drinks... Well, Way too much into something awkward. That's good. There's so if you're not a friend, it's safe. But um, you know, one year my mom said, "Oh, you've got you know you got to come home this year because um, her, her her husband's cousin was coming, and I would really like to meet him because we had so much in common, and I'd really really like this guy." And I met him, and what I, I, I you know not thinking about it, what does my mother really think of me? Um, he was a, a very effeminate, swishy gay man, um, <laughs> which which. And you, you know, you know, the gayer the better for me, which is always good. But he was also a lush, and I think my mom wanted me there to sort of corral him and control him because I had, I lived in Greenwich Village, so clearly you I had to do that. Yeah, so clearly I I knew how to control those people, right? But man, he got he got so so drunk, and this beautiful bottle of Bordeaux that I brought for dinner, what a waste, you know? Uh, pearls before swine, because you know it could be grape juice for these people. And my mother took it off the table foil on the top of it and then put it in the refrigerator and said you'll have it for later Aww, <laughs> like, I wept for that bottle of Bordeaux there are still nights I wake up in the middle of the night just crying over that bottle of Bordeaux well that's why you don't bring anything nice to, to family events like this just bring something that everybody can drink and, and you don't care enough about Adam but 
that's also why Beaujolais Nouveau comes out this week. <laughs> because it's cheap it and it's money. guzzling, it's swillable, it goes great with turkey. So it's that's, you know, when you drink it. Right. Yeah, Adam, grab the mic. Put a straw right in that, actually. I have one Thanksgiving memory. Uh, it's actually t- trying to follow Paul's Quaalude uh, story, <laughs> which is actually hard to follow because I wasn't shaving back then. But mushrooms, fun. Not the ones you eat, the ones you, uh, you take and you know, wander aimlessly in a fright. But I actually had a small portion of mushrooms one Thanksgiving, and my old man was so curious about what these uh, little candies, these little treats do for you. I was like, here you go, Pop. You know, have a little bit of this. And lo and behold, every Thanksgiving, my mother turns to my father and goes, okay, so you're going to say grace now. And this one day, my father looks at me, and his face blows up. Like, I, it was like Charlie and Charlie Factory. Charlie Factory. <laughs> his face turns blue. He looked like one of those goldfish that just flops over and, you know, rises to the top of the tank and just starts hysterical laughing. My mom starts crying. Goes, this is why we can't have nice things again. <laughs> starts hysterical crying, and then I feel guilty, but at the same time, I got the giggles. So, you know, the guilt don't set in until uh, later on, after the Manischewitz. A serious question, remind me. Do you guys say grace to Thanksgiving? Do your, fam- do your family say grace? Do yeah. the, yeah. the sort of go around the table and say after, what we're thankful after for? After a while, it gets a little bit less and less, uh, you know, articulate. It's like, hey, you know, body of Christ, you know, everybody wanted to, you know. Well, you're not a you're not a body of Christ guy, Rabbi. No, Dan. no, not usually. <laughs> but do you, but do you say do you say grace? Do 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 we? What do we well, do? I, I do we growing up, I mean, growing up, we were always like uh, together with this other rabbis. Uh, all these people in my family are rabbis, and we'd all be together for Thanksgiving. So we would play football, but we would also uh, recite psalms. <laughs> so it was like pretty nerdy. Wow, it was really nerdy. Psalms. And, and and this year, the whole issue that I'm working behind the scenes is uh, this one. Uh, my wife's uh, stepfather. Uh, insists on making mashed potatoes with butter, uh, even though uh, all these people won't be mixing milk with meat. And he's like a uh, because of uh, the, the kosher law. So he's like a psychopath about you have to have butter with mashed potatoes. And people are really at each other's throats you have at this to. point. But do you really have to? I mean, it's uh, it's so complicated. So I'm being told by everyone here. Well, bacon's different. I mean, that's you know and butter. I mean, mushrooms well, you could do. That's but, another uh, situation where you can use goose fat. That's true. You could, right, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? That's your You're answer for everything. Goose fat. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Wait, but can we back up a minute? Back, 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 back up. Jews playing football? Yeah. <laughs> well, you're, you know, I... I, 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 I <laughs> what? I missed it. What was it? You got to get the quarterback. Uh, you know, I sense a lot of, uh, oh, in this small the, space, I spent a lot of uh, anti-Semitism, <laughs> including from the Jews. So am, I'm going to call Abe Foxman and straighten this whole thing out. <laughs> Jews, but, Jews, Jews are the best anti-Semites. No, but you've got all the, uh, all, you've got all the good cliches, the, the yeah, suffering and the, uh, no, you know, not sportsmen, you know, not athletes. And, uh. And that's a myth, you know. Jews dominated certain sports like wrestling and basketball. And no, see, banking. I just heard you. So uh, (laughs) that's what I mean. You're you're falling into all the stereotypes. But I am one, so it's okay. Well, it's okay. I'm just saying it's not his. When you say when you say say dominated, you mean like fixing the World Series? No, no. I mean that there was time when, uh, believe it or not, look it up. Jews were uh, considered serious. So you guys were like like the Kennedys. Like you'd go out and play football on the lawn, and then. Well, not it, not as good as them, and my father would get injured every year. <laughs> <laughs> a Jewy Camelot, even though, but uh, kind of weird with that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it was it was Less weird. Because we don't, dr- you know, Jews. Don't well, here's one that does. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of grace, though, um, I thought I'd share a couple of my uh, favorite Thanksgiving prayers with y'all, Jack. Jack, you got the uh, peanuts uh, things queued up for us. I, I, think we I have... do. All right, I think. Um, I think it's Linus is going to give us a little Thanksgiving prayer here. In the year 1621, the pilgrims held their first Thanksgiving feast. They invited the great Indian chief, Massasoit, who brought 90 of his brave Indians and a great abundance of food. Governor William Bradford and Captain Miles Standish were honored guests. Elder William Brewster, who was a minister, said a prayer that went something like this. We thank God for our homes and our food and our safety in a new land. We thank God for the opportunity to create a new world for freedom and justice. Amen. Well, that was a little bit earnest, actually. <laughs> a little bit earnest for my taste. Um, time for a musical interlude. Mickey Finn, why don't you have a drink? Let's uh, shift it over to our itinerant bluesman, Brian Hurd, from the Norton recording artist, Big Daddy Longlegs. What do you got for us today, Brian? <laughs> I got a little Thanksgiving blues I will yeah. lay down, yeah. All right, whip it on us, Daddy-o. Okay, man. <laughs> Thank you. 
some mighty bad news Lord, I don't care what you say You know my baby run up and quit me Started me to drinking on Thanksgiving Day Lord, I tried to fetch religion But the devil would not let me pray Yeah, I tried to fetch me religion But the devil would not let me pray That's why I got to stay drunk On Thanksgiving Day On Thanksgiving Day You know that's one day I sure hate to have the blues But you run off and give them to me That's why I got to drink them off I don't even have a turkey in my house But if she come back home I know I'll be thankful for something this year Wow, run here baby Hear what your daddy's got to say Lord, if you come back home, I won't get drunk on Thanksgiving Day. Daddy O. Hey, Zach. What are you pouring over here? You're spoiling us with this uh, sweet liqueur while Brian's singing. What's going on here? What is this lovely stuff? Oh, I don't know. I was just pouring it. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm drinking it. Honey whiskey I mean, from Catskills Provisions, guys. Oh, came from. oh that's, that's from, from Jack Kinsley, producer of the stars? No, that was Aaron Fairbanks, uh, yeah. exec- Aaron executive Fairbanks. director of the stars. Aaron Fairbanks is here. Woo. All right, Aaron, come on and join the party. Okay, it's like we just stopped. The L train makes one more stop. Hi, Aaron. I feel like I just got called off the kids' table to the big room. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've been packing turkeys all day? Counting and packing, yeah. Yeah, and how's that, how's that going? Adam's been doing the same thing. <laughs> 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 hey, 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 listen, listen, wise guys, that's not a euphemism. <laughs> it's not code for anything. I was actually packing turkeys. Working the literal turkeys. My fingers are chapped. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Heritage Turkeys, um, our co-sponsor tonight. <laughs> um, is our corporate master here, Patrick? Is he showing up? Oh, man, he wouldn't miss it. Where's our suit? There he is. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Pat from Heritage Food USA. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, what's up? Yeah, thanks for having me. One you. of only 90 people. Yeah, you've, you've got a radio station and I know how to use it. So what's the hell's going on? You're moving a lot of turkeys, 4,000, 5,000, 6,000 turkeys. Yeah, all, uh, yeah. I've been basically in the back of a semi-truck for the past, like, 12 days. That's good. Keep yeah. me honest, back to your roots, right? And hopefully they're not frozen, but hopefully they're not spoiled. That's the thing. That fine line between 28 and 33 degrees. It's all about that. Yeah, so these are the famous $140 turkeys I've heard so much about. These I'm, are that we're That's reach. cheap. That's less than McDonald's. A pound per person, that's like $10 a person, $8 a person. Yeah, these are the best turkeys in the world. They go back to the 1850s. These are the oldest <laughs> d- genetics. Not not the individual birds. They're very aged. Yeah, you're going to get very sick if you eat these. Very, very sick. Did you have the same problem that Butterball had? You said the turkeys weren't getting fat. Oh, uh, really? No, no. Uh, well, ours are, ours are healthy. They could actually survive in nature. So they never get that fat. They can fly. They can run around. Yeah, we have the healthiest turkeys in the world. They'll, uh, they'd kick your ass, Mike, I tell you. They'd kick my ass. <laughs> yeah, I don't doubt uh, At which point did Thanksgiving uh, become this, like, homage to, like, cruelty to animals? <laughs> yeah, I know, it's crazy. These big companies, I mean, now that Boar's Head, have you seen Boar's Head has this new ad campaign? If you see anyone selling a non-Boar's Head turkey, report them, because they should go to jail. We want to know them. I'm like, 
Your turkeys are treated like shit. What are you playing, holier than thou and like cheaper turkey? All those turkeys are like prisoners in a war camp, you know? <laughs> so, uh, tur- oh, great turkey master, how are you going to cook your turkey this Thanksgiving? Um, well, a, my mom and I used to go to Peter Luger's for Thanksgiving, but now that I'm in the business, uh, we're just going to, I do absolutely nothing to it. I literally, I wash it because it is kind of, you know, you never know uh, where it's been in the slaughterhouse. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just put it in an oven and do absolutely nothing and then prove. People are like, it's pretty good. I'm like, see, and I didn't do anything to it. And if they're like, it's great. I'm like, and I did nothing to it. It's like a win-win. Paul, you got any uh, hot turkey tips? Anything you picked up down in New Orleans way? Uh, I'm going to deep fry my turkey in my East Village apartment. Ah, we were talking uh, I hope about it, this. I hope it works out. Yeah, should, 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 should I call the fire department That's now, or should I wait till your apartment catches fire? It's going to burn for eight days. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> See? That is the cult, kind of culture appropriation. I've been waiting all show to say that. I wish Marley Cyrus could, could, could adopt. <laughs> Um, you know, you know, stuff no, like- I'm closing the restaurant. Man. You know, it's, it's time. I want to go and I want to see my family. I want to fight properly. <laughs> you know, I want to. I want to be thankful for the other 364 days I'm not with them. Right on. You guys ever have uh, Thanksgiving in a restaurant? Absolutely. Uh, actually, Terroir uh, in Tribeca. Not in Tribeca. That's the one I run, but the one in Park Slope where uh, you know it's closed down, but they're uh, opening it up for uh, uh, staff to come in and friends and family to uh, to make a big turkey feast. So. And then last year, I guess I went to a restaurant for Thanksgiving, and I always thought it was kind of awful to see that people had to work on Thanksgiving. I work on Thanksgiving. I'm actually a half Native American, so I hand out blankets on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I just go, I, ba- I, 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 I take the blankets that the homeless already have, and I hand those out to, I have a good idea, actually, for the homeless for Thanksgiving. I think we should dress them up as pirates. Because if you dress up a homeless person as a pirate, they'll definitely get some money, I think, for this Thanksgiving. Nobody's, <laughs> people are walking over the homeless, it's freezing outside. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dress them up, dress them up as something, and I think people would actually start actually, you know, I love that idea. They step over them. That's, that would be my Thanksgiving, giving blankets out to Jack us. Jack Inslee, where are you spending Thanksgiving this year? Long Island. Long Island. What goes on out there? Applebee's? Yeah, basically. No, it's to the point where I, I can't even... I was a restaurant even... chef. I used to trade days. Like, I would work... Christmas, so I could have Thanksgiving off. And I worked at Savoy in Soho in the 90s. And um, for some reason, like a whole bunch of us were Jewish on the line. It was like this weird little (laughs) moment in Savoy's history. And we called ourselves, we were the Jew crew. And um, so we would all work Christmas so that we could have Thanksgiving off. And then there was nobody left to work Thanksgiving, of course. So I think Peter just decided to close one year, something like that. But every time I see him now, it's been like 20 years, he's like, hey, Jew crew. Like he totally remembers that. It's pretty funny. One year I um, served Poussin at home. You know what Poussin are? They're little tiny baby chickens. Like I thought, oh, I'm going to be like really swanky and not serve turkey to my family. Oh, like, like a racer head. Yeah, and like everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like little baby chicks. Like tiny little baby chicks. And everybody got a little tiny baby chick on their plate instead of a big turkey. And that didn't really that didn't go over so well. No, no. They never let me live that one down. Yeah, the so, turkey's yeah. a thing. I mean, people don't really... Yeah. You, you just stray from that path. They don't want the little baby chick on their plate. Well, they no. don't want anything. They get confused, I think, when yeah, you don't put a turkey the big down bird. On, on, yeah. on the plate. Yeah. I'm roasting a duck this year. I'm roasting a duck. What? Nobody? Why a duck? No, that's good. What the fuck is wrong with Why a duck? <laughs> um, I don't know, because you know what? Because it's just for a few people, two people. Um, me and my chick's a girlfriend. We're going to have a duck. <laughs> and um, I don't need a whole turkey. And I, I, I thought duck was okay, Patrick. Are ducks in season right now? Well, I think, like, I well, well my friend. Did Patrick, you kill the duck yourself? No, I, no. Well, when you say kill it, I mean, I. Like, it, shoot it. I, 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 well, I killed it with my credit card. Oh, like a good oh, Jew. Good yeah. Yeah, kill a duck. Like, <laughs> like, like Jews, Jews and guns. <laughs> yeah. It's about as good an idea as Jews right? and football. Football, Pat. <laughs> Pat Patrick, I mean, very Dickensian, no? Not to have ducks and geese this time of year? Goat-tober, Turk-vember, Duck-sember. <laughs> it's not Duck-vember. It's Duck-sember. I'm disappointed. This, uh, I don't know if we're going to renew your contract. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it all depends on which calendar you're using. Uh, right? Yeah, what my calendar says 5774. Yeah, I get that right, yeah. Rabbi Dan? So that's okay. That's good. So, Eric, uh, Paul, or one of you chefs, we have so many great chefs in this room. Well, uh, tell me which I should stuff my duck with. And that's not a euphemism. <laughs> well, now I'm stumped. <laughs> uh, what should you stuff, stuff your duck with? Uh, I like, I like stovetop. That, that always works well, and it's easy to do. Well, yeah, Anything you, with brown butter and sage. Or oh, the word stuffing in it. 
Apples. Up. Squash. Apples. Apples. I'm thinking apples yeah. and chestnuts. Apples and chestnuts do you, will do, do well. You guys, They're just coming out now. Mushrooms you, would be fantastic. Do you guys go for um, the old school kind of ironic uh, Thanksgiving food? Um, no. I mean, Jesse, you were kind enough to bring us a can of cranberry sauce. I yeah. do all the stuff that my, like my, my mother always made, and I had to hear every single year for the past... Ten decades, my father saying the same horrible jokes, you know, pass the creamed onions. Everybody would say, what's a onion? Uh, <laughs> he had this really horrible joke. He would always say, uh, he, I know, it's, it, and, and we have to hear it every single year. The other one was, uh, you know, oh, a guy walks into a diner and says to the waitress, you have pumpkin pie? And she says, all our pie is pumpkin here. Like he thought these, he thought these things were funny, and he repeats them I, exactly, exactly. Feel my pain. You think you're the only one who suffers? <laughs> no, I was just totally amazed that uh, you know Mike and I were talking about the jellied cranberry sauce and how I have this. I, I really have an affinity towards it, um, and it, it feels only like Thanksgiving if it's around. And I was going <laughs> exactly. I was going through my cupboard today, and I realized I had a can of, of jellied cranberry sauce. My girlfriend's like, "Why the hell do we have that? We never made Thanksgiving." Like, and I, I think maybe I just I carried it with me for so many years just to, that, to feel at home. Serve it. You have to just pop it out of the can so you see the ridges. Yes, yeah, you have Ab- to, absolutely. Or else you'll, no, you'll, I agree. I agree. Like, don't mush it up. I want like a I want a, a you, disc you want, of it. You want to see those ridges? You know, it's 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 ridged for your pleasure. What are the what are the ironic or not ironic or those comfort foods? And you guys making casseroles with Lipton soup mix? You know, or um, yeah, the, the crispy onion ring. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, yeah, the, the green beans. Of, uh, the lip, it's Lipton, right? Goes in it. that, what is that? Cream of mushroom, right? Campbell's. Not for my mother. No. <laughs> you know, Mike, I tried to bring a heritage turkey and a bunch no. of uh, good cheese and some like yeah. bourbon home for Thanksgiving, and my mom called me pretentious, and then that was it. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> like I want my butterball. Don't don't come back with that stuff this year. Yeah, well, you're getting too worldly, Jack. Yeah, man. That, that's what's happening. I I, I know because uh, no, my my mom doesn't get it get it either. When I like I tried to bring a nice bottle of, of wine, you know, I might as well be Manischewitz. It's pearls before swine. It's kind of sad. In fact, and my mom last year, well, I planned the idea was to go to my brother's house. My brother lives in Chicago, and my mother had other plans. At which point, when my mother when my brother found out my mother had other plans, he says, "Come have Thanksgiving with us." But when my mother found out that I was going to be with my brother, she said, great, we'll all be together, and she changed her plans to visit us. I am no longer invited to my brother's house because it backfired the first time. <laughs> I'm in a very unfortunate position. The older that my parents get, they don't. They, it's like they lost their taste buds. They only eat for sustenance now. Mm-hmm. And I, I went up there on Christmas Eve one time, and, and after traveling all day in the snow, I got there, and my mother had made like a macaroni salad, like elbows and fucking mayonnaise. <laughs> And, you know, on Christmas Eve, and, and they just eat now so they don't die, you know? So, like, flavor and and uh, and actually going through any sort of effort is a lot worse. So I have to lug a bunch of bags of all delicious food up there for them. Professor Mickey Finn, we haven't heard from you. What are you doing for Thanksgiving this year? Where are you headed out? I'll be driving to North Carolina in the horrible weather, apparently. Well, you're not from North Carolina. What the hell's no, going on there? No, my sister lives down there in Mayberry. Um, <laughs> real. Wait, for real? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like a suburban Mayberry. Everybody knows everybody. And is it right next to Springfield? I mean, it's like, you know. so, one bullet in his pocket. Yeah, pretty much. But she loves it. So go figure. And what kind of food are they going to serve? Out, out well, there? we're having ham. You're having, you're having ham. What do we think? What do we oh, think about the that? hams. Oh, I love the hams. Okay, all right. I got to get into this. Um, it's a holiday <laughs> season, and, and honestly, the whole thing about the hams, the the. the the circle cut hams. The spiral cut hams. Oh, my God. Um, there's a thing where if they're actually sold from a retail level, there are women who finger the spiral cut hams. Have you heard of Judy talked about this last year. There testers. are women. There are testers. There are women who, who finger the spiral cut ham. Just to, I don't know what they're looking for, but this is actually a thing. <laughs> there is the Smithfield ham. No, seriously. I mean, and, and, and it's the kind of gift you give people when you're on a plane and you're, <laughs> you know, you're looking through the catalogs, the, the, you know, the, what's it called, the Sky Mall? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, did that know? basket come with the ham or did you buy it separately? <laughs> <laughs> it's like people send each other hams. Oh, it's amazing. I love them, though. <laughs> oh. 
The nice cheese spread. You ever oh, notice, oh, like, you eat that stuff now, like Hickory Farms and all those other things that were so popular, like, in, in, yeah, in, yeah, in summer the summer sausage. <laughs> but yeah, now yeah, they're, yeah. they're so horrible. Now that we've been exposed to all this fantastic food and, like, great cheeses and everything, you eat that stuff now, and it's just like, oh no, my God. There's a huge category. It's like wood people, filler. People still eat that. And when I was a kid, we used to drive to Florida every Christmas because what do you do if you're a Jew? At Christmas, we drive to Florida to see the grandparents, and my father, being the quintessential cheap, what you what, know what what kind of uh, what kind of Jewish family did you grow up? We've oh, all yeah. these horror we'll stories. Talk. We'll talk. I never went to Florida. Jewish family did you grow he up in the dust yeah. of them? Well, we weren't going to Florida and and fingering spiral hams. <laughs> We would drive to Florida, and instead of actually like buying lunch, we would find a mall that had a Hickory Farms, and we would go eat all the free samples for lunch. Oh, damn. oh, okay. That was our lunch. Okay, that's we have a, a winner. That's a tiny we have story a winner. Right there. <laughs> yeah. So here we were with like the Holocaust survivor mother and the father raised in Brooklyn Orthodox. We would be stopping at Hickory Farms and eating the summer sausage and the salami and the cheese for lunch on the way You'd to Florida. You'd eat the sausage, the pork sausage? Of course. Really? It was free. Because it was free. <laughs> free on the way to the Orthodox grandparents in Miami. Oi. Wow. That's a big hoi vang. It's not nearly as good as movies and Chinese food. No, that was... That, that's that's Christmas, Christmas, my friend. Yeah, that's, that's Christmas. Okay, get your juice shit. Did you, right. have, uh, did you have mushrooms also? Lucinogenic ones? <laughs> Probably. That would have added to the experience. Just it always yeah. does. One of my favorite things is the is the the port cheddar cheese ball. I mean, with the Classic. with, with like the, the nuts, walnuts on top with the nuts. Uh, yeah, oh, oh my god, you actually turned me on to it. I think actually, Literally we might have we might have been fucked up and at one point or another. He's like, he's like, try this. It's it's yeah, yeah probably. But but I, I that, that's one of the things that 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 it's a crap food. Like I actually like spam. I do. I, I know that that's a horrible thing to say on a food that's channel. Yeah, yeah, the second you said it, the second you said it, it's like the White Castle is out. The spam is in. Oh, stuffing it with White Castle. Oh, don't oh my you know? God. Actually, White Castle ran a contest some years ago. But what's the best thing you can do with White Castle hamburger for sort of like this alternative recipe contest? And the person that won had a White Castle stuffing for Thanksgiving. That's oh. disgusting. <laughs> hey. Ingsley, don't knock it till you try it. Sorry. <laughs> Mike, you have one of the best White Castle stories I've ever heard. Yeah, Mike, well, to yeah, well I, took a, I took a knife in a White Castle, but we'll, we'll save that story. Uh, yeah. Took a knife Another in a White time. Castle? Yeah, so yeah. So if you want to hear a story about spam, I was in Korea a couple of years ago. I have Korean spam, but go ahead. Korean spam. Yes, I do. I was visiting a friend in Korea. I worked in Vietnam, and I was on my way home, and I visited an old student of mine in Korea, and it was the middle of winter, it was freezing cold, and she said, oh... Do you like sausage? And I was like, uh, yeah. Thinking it was going to be some kind of like Korean artisanal, like special <laughs> fermented so something. She's like, oh, I take you. We go eat. And we went to this restaurant that was built in, you know, like 1927, hadn't been redecorated. We sit on the floor. They bring out these bubbling tofu jjigae, which are these Korean stews. She's like, this is very special Korean stew. We start eating it, and there's chunks of spam and hot dogs and melted Velveeta in the stew. She's like, "This is very special. It's called Johnson Jigae, <laughs> but not Johnson like in the dirty way. Johnson like the president, <laughs> because after the war, the U.S. dumped all this food aid on Korea, and it was spam and hot dogs and Velveeta, and they were all really thankful, and they named it after." Johnson and had this special LBGK. Exactly. There you go. It was actually really good. It was really delicious. So don't knock spam because it fed a lot of people around the world after the wars. Hey, Zach from Schmaltz Brewing, you're passing around another bottle. What are we drinking? Oh, this is a truly special treat. This is called Funky Jubilation. It's really so, funky. <laughs> super funky. So yep. this is a completely different style. Now, that first version of Jubilation is a newer beer that we just released. That was our Extreme Hanukkah Ale. Funky Jubilation is an annual barrel age release. So this came out earlier in the year. It's actually a blend of six different beers, uh, barrel aged in a combination Holy of shit. right bourbon and rye. It's it's like wine, beer. It's like Fulton George Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> That was a compliment, right? <laughs> yes. This is, it is the like <laughs> Yeah, wow. it's about, about wow. Wow. nine and a half percent alcohol content. Wow. And this is one every year we do a there different blend aged on uh, bourbon and rye whiskey barrels. It makes it 
Holy cow. <laughs> this is what you drink when you don't want to remember your conversation with your family, right? True. Jesse, what are you drinking this uh, Thanksgiving? Are you drinking yeah, we don't do the light stuff. There might There's some Freudian reason for that, I think. Well, I'll tell you, I'm a big fan of uh, light lagers, cans of beer, Budweiser. I used to love Peels in the Blue Can, the draft that, uh, beer, the can that Jimmy Breslin used to sell on television. Um, but Jesse, what are you bringing some American wines? We were talking about this last week for uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm thinking going with cider. Jean-Luc Ledoux was, yeah. was a big, helpful uh, person yesterday reminding me of the, the American, original American beverage. Um, there is no vitis vinifera, meaning wine or grapes that we make wine out of uh, that grow in the U.S. that are native to the U.S. So apples seem uh, exactly right, and uh, I think it's a perfectly sessionable beverage to have uh, to start out the Thanksgiving, and, and it's going to go with everything that you're eating. Nice. What drink comes from where the turkey comes from? Erica, you probably know. Is it mezcal? I mean, what is the drink that is from Central America? Where's mezcal? Well, cacao. Cacao. Yeah, keep it real. Keep it, keep it in North America. So, it's, so turkeys aren't indigenous to North America? No. No. Really? So Central America. Central America. And maybe, yeah. So you're telling me that like Miles Standish wasn't like tucking into a bird on Thanksgiving. Miles Standishio was. Yeah. <laughs> Shattering Miles the mix. though. Was <laughs> oh, yeah. Those Puritan Jews. I learned this week from uh, Jesse that the Puritans stopped at Provincetown on the way to Plymouth. They did, and they erected a very large uh, tower. Hence why all the gays are there. Yeah. I didn't think the pilgrims were cool enough to be gay. Well, it was said that the Native Americans taught the Americans about, I mean, the Europeans about turkeys and how to cure hams and all that stuff, that that's where they learned it. So there's a lot of uh, stuff that was learned during that critical, whatever, 20, 30 years. And I think isn't that when we started making bourbon, right? Because corn grows indigenously here, and they um, brought over uh, scotch, but we didn't have the ingredients here, so we made liquor out of what we, what we grew here, and we had uh, bourbon. But then which o- is, which to me is the great American drink. Over the past yeah. couple hundred yeah. years, it just yeah. everything became American. So now, American. you know, fuck everybody else. American, it's ours. It's all us. Yeah, <laughs> it's all it's all ours. American. It's all American. Yeah. I'll drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Rabbi, didn't mean to ask you this whole time because everybody here and everybody out in Radio Land, at some point or another, has to deal with a Republican, a drunk, or some other jerk off relative. Please give us some advice. How do we keep the peace at the Thanksgiving or uh, otherwise holiday table? Don't <laughs> could do that. Uh, you could do a lot of planning ahead, which is what I do, in terms of trying to separate certain people, trying to uh, anticipate certain types of bad behavior, um, and uh, sort of prepare for that. And uh, there's always ignoring. I'm only going to be with one Republican out of many, many people, but uh, there's still that one Republican. You know, I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, I hear in, uh... I mean, it really doesn't freaking matter. I mean, my, my family is ridiculously liberal, more liberal than I am, and I'm pretty fucking liberal. <laughs> more liberal than right, it's a... Seriously, and, 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 and we will argue about the same thing. We'll sit there screaming at one another as we agree. You know? It's, it's really about family. There's no, something about being with family. It's a Greek thing. We will agree with one another in, in high volumes and heavy decibels. And get into and, fist fights. Yes, exactly. <laughs> have you ever have you actually had a fist fight at a Thanksgiving? Oh, oh yeah, me and my brothers, we've, we've had fist fights. Me and my brothers have had fist fights because of, you know, Bugs Bunny. It wouldn't matter. It's, it's, <laughs> you know, seriously. You know, and, and this is, it, it, it's just the same thing. It's this holiday thing. People get together. It's the family thing. Everybody's getting together. And, and it's all about other shit. It's about something that my brother did to me when I was six, you know, but we're talking about Obama and, and his, his view on it versus my view on it. When I, I just want to go like, yo, you took my checks mix, you know, or something like that. <laughs> you know? I, I agree with that. It's about, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, with relatives, you know, it's about stuff that happened in the past. It's, yeah. Uh, you, re- you know, it once you regress back to the age right. you were when you left home, you know, so I left at 17. And so as soon as I go, it's like I'm 17 again and all the old shit comes up and that's what happens. Everybody stops maturing and developing beyond no, no, I think the problem is I've matured and developed but since I left home and I but was they 18 right. but, well they still see me as the 18 year old oh. and assume that I'm that same guy yeah. you know and that the last 30 years didn't really happen <laughs> No, I definitely am going to be going to uh, to visit my grandparents, who are of the greatest generation, and who uh, put my girlfriend and I in separate beds downstairs, twin beds that were actually my father and my uncle's beds, and uh, you know we all just pretend like we're roommates, kind of. But I know they know the truth. Really? I don't know. I, they must. I'm my family's too much. <laughs> <laughs> they listen to your radio show. 
absolutely not. My grandmother doesn't know how to stream on the internet. Yeah, let's call. She's them got now. better things to do. Yeah. <laughs> let's call. Yeah, Doris Kiefer. I'll and find that, her number. Is that, is that a thing we all keep secret from our from our relatives when we go to Thanksgiving? Certain things are just off limits to talk about. My crack addiction. <laughs> well, yeah. Are you the mayor of Toronto? Mayor no, of no, no. Well, casual crack use, right. recreational crack. But I'm not an addict. <laughs> Dude, a dry turkey? What do you say when someone serves you bad food? Yes, I have some milked crack cocaine. <laughs> I spent $170 on that turkey and you just ruined it. Patrick's- the turkey died in vain. Now it tastes like a commodity butterball. Yeah. You go to hell. <laughs> but you have to Luckily eat it. you're Jewish and there is no hell yeah, for us. Wherever, wherever the Jews go. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I think that's a topic for another, another show. Yeah, hell is definitely a... Where do Jews go? <laughs> <laughs> Um, How have we not talked about naps, though? Is anybody else oh, naps. napping real heavy? Oh, yeah. How long after dinner do you have the first nap? I'm the, first, I'm the first one every year. The first, year, the first sandwich. Jack, Jack, Jack is saying he's the first one down. But exactly, Patrick, when's the first sandwich after dinner? Um, like probably an hour before the turkey is served. <laughs> <laughs> and do you fry it in butter? That. Do you do anything really obscene with the sandwich? Like, 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 like turkey, like the cold turkey, fried in butter, and then with stuffing on top of it, and then the bread fried in butter. Why do we have to eat so early that day? I don't get it. What's so early? It like leave room for the four o'clock, and then <laughs> and then you have to sit around and talk and fall asleep. Oh, and we haven't even talked about sports on television. You shouldn't eat right. the first sandwich until everything is cold. Right, okay. So it's got to be cold. So as long as it's cold, it's good to go. If you have a uh, like a blast chiller, then Thanksgiving sports are historically oh, terrible. It was always the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> or mean, the Dolphins. Almost never been a good Thanksgiving game. Historically, that's why they get that slot is because no one's ever watching those games. It's like their one national game of the year. And it's always snowing, right? Yes. It's I feel like it's always time. snowing. And it's, well, what about other television movies? Thanksgiving movies? I grew up in L.A. I grew up in an L.A. hippie Jewish musician household, so we didn't do sports in my house. So every Thanksgiving was Twilight Zone Marathon. And that's, oh, that's great. That's, that's, that's later, right? But then what do you do on New Year's Day? We, 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 I mean, no, no. We had <laughs> Honeymooners is New Year's Day. Oh, I, I sit there, yeah, I watch domestic violence on... Uh, oh, one day, Alice. It's like, seriously, you're going to beat your wife one day? Are you really promoting beating your wife? All right, that's March, not... March of the Wooden Soldiers. That was my favorite on Halloween. That was, yeah. Well, that sounds like a good segue, actually, to my favorite Thanksgiving movie, The Last Waltz. And I thought before we go, we'd offer the Thanksgiving giving prayer from our Lawrence Ferlinghetti. Give me a second. Let us pray. Our Father, whose art's in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Unless things change, thy wisdom come and gone, thy will will be undone on earth as it isn't heaven. Give us this day our daily dread at least three times a day and forgive us our trespasses on love's territory for thine is the wisdom and power and glory. Oh, man! Well, can you dig it? Well, we're coming to the end of a very fast hour here on the Heritage Radio Network, streaming live from Alberta's here in Bushwick. Zach from Smalls Brewing, thanks for bringing beer. You got one more for us to taste before we uh, get out of here and go get properly plastered? Indeed, I do. All right, so this last one that's coming around is called Ripa on Rye. So we had our St. Lenny's Belgian RIPA, which is that rye-based double IPA. And this is uh, part of our barrel-aging program. So you guys tried Funky Jubilation. Now, this is that, barrel, uh, that double IPA, but we aged it on Willet Rye Whiskey Barrels. So this is a new release, and uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention we actually just built ourselves a brand spanking new brewery up in Clifton Park, New York. <laughs> right in, thank you. In between <laughs> Albany and Saratoga Springs, we're the we're the uh, largest brewery in Clifton Park, New York, and <laughs> the only thing. And uh, so this opened uh, in July. We've been around for 17 years, brewing out of Saratoga Springs. Just opened our brand new spot. Tasting room is open, and uh, this is one of our most popular beers, Rip on Rye. It's award-winning, and we're going to change it up every time. So we've got some on Redemption Rye right now that will be coming out right after the new year. Nice. i, I got I to gotta ask. I mean, one of the things I love to do is, back to turkeys again, I love to braise a turkey. Right? How would this be with a braised turkey? 
actually that Messiah that you guys started off with. So that was that was pre-show was uh, Messiah or Nut Brown Ale. We say that's the beer you've been waiting for. Hey, I'd like uh, to say you have a lot of hops, but actually excellent. Okay. Wait a minute, you braised the whole thing or just the legs and thighs? Just the tail, the whole thing. The small tip. That's what we usually talk about. Well, as always, Arts and Seizures has been the fastest show on the internet today. I want to thank everybody for coming by today. Brian, we got one more song. You want to do another song before we go out of here? Um, you guys have been absolutely fantastic. Jesse, thank you so much. Spiro, Paul, and Adam hear their show Eating Disorder coming up in January. Professor Mickey Finn on the piano. Always a pleasure to have you here. Rabbi Dan Bronstein, I can't believe you're here. Erica Weitz, thank you and happy birthday. Thanks. All right, Patrick and Aaron from Heritage Food USA. All right, let's go out with one more song. Uh, what do you got in mind, Brian? Ah. The, the song that Bruce Springsteen said was the greatest uh, song ever written about America. All right. Um, maybe I can sing it with you a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Can you, can you give me that again? Let's see if we can do this. As I was walking that ribbon of highway, I saw above me that endless skyway. I saw below me that golden valley. This land was made for you and me. I've roamed and rambled, and I followed my footsteps to the sparkling sands of her diamond deserts. And all around me, a voice was sounding. This land was made for you and me. This land is your land. This land is my land From California to the New York Islands From the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters This land was made for you and me When the sun came shining and I was strolling And the wheat fields waving and the dust clouds rolling as the fog was lifting and a voice was chanting This land was made for you and me This land is your land This land is my land From California to the New York Islands From the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters This land was made for you and me Let's hear it one more time for Brian Hurd from Big Daddy Long Legs. And I want to thank everybody for coming here tonight. Patrick and Eric from Heritage Food, Paul Spear and Adam from Eating Disorder. Jesse, thank you so much. Rabbi Dan and Mickey, Professor on the Keyboards. And I mentioned Jack Inslee, producer for the stars. My name is Mike Dennis of Arts and Seizure. We'll see you real soon, everybody. Have a great holiday. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Thanksgiving. God bless us, one and all. to the time in the season when family and friends gather near to offer a prayer of thanksgiving for blessings we've known through the years to join hands and thank the creator now when thanksgiving is due this year when I count my blessings I'm thanking the Lord He made you This year when I count my blessings 
I'm thanking the Lord he made you I'm grateful for the laughter of children The sun and the wind and the rain The color of blue in your sweet eyes The sight of a highball and train The moonrise over a prairie And old love that you've made new this year when I count my blessings I'm thanking the Lord he made you This year when I count my blessings I'm thanking the Lord he made you And when the time comes to be going be in sorrow and tears I'll kiss you goodbye and I'll go on the way grateful for all of the years I thank for all that you gave me for teaching me what love can do and Thanksgiving Day for the rest of my life Thanking the Lord he made you Thanksgiving Day for the rest of my life I'm thanking the Lord he made you